You're listening to the Venture Creative Podcast. At the intersection of artistry and commerce lies entrepreneurship, a space inhabited by the doers and the dreamers. Together, we'll unpack all things about business and its intrinsic creativity. I'm your host, Kurt Wolbenhorst. All right, welcome to the podcast. Uh, really pumped. Um, Ron Aosa is joining me today. Um, you're the operating principal of two Keller Williams Market Centers, co-owner of Tobias Title, uh, lifelong entrepreneur. I've known you for a long time. I know there's so much more to the story that I want to unpack. Uh, thanks for joining me. Appreciate being here, man. Thanks what, for asking what else, me. What else did I miss? What, what well, did, I want to. I want to just make sure I quantify the the uh, operating principle of two market centers. Right, Keller Williams. You can only have one OP. But we're really not. We we're, know the deal. We're co-peas. We know. Right? So we I have to deal. have to put that out there. That's my boy, right? Everybody, everybody knows lie. the deal. Yeah. Yep. So, so you co you co own two market centers with Bill. Yes. Um, you got a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff to buy his title. Um, I'm working very hard to get the insurance company up and running. Um, we already have the next uh, business center uh, in the works, uh, as you know. I do. Right. So we're working hard on getting that one up and running. Um, there is one immediately to follow. That's uh, basically, it's uh, it's it's on simmer right now. Nice. So as soon as we get the next one up and running, yeah, man. So what? Uh, this is I'm I'm just gonna jump right into really what I uh, I'm gonna start trying to extract some interesting things. I'm I'm fascinated by the entrepreneur in general, and you as long as I've known you, which has probably been seven years now, six or seven years, like no, no, yeah. Um, you've had many many different things going on simultaneously and i think the the low-hanging fruit question is is like how do you balance that but i don't really need to know that because i know how to balance a bunch of things and i think most people listening to this probably have that same we got a gazillion things going on in our head but what has brought you to all of these all of these different things how do those opportunities present themselves to you? And, and maybe even more specifically, um, maybe what's bringing you to doing all those things? When we started, when, uh, when we started, you guys were f- finishing a flip or a new construction on a house. I know you had a bunch of investment properties. So to re-ask my question, what's really the core that creates all these sparks that you run after? I think, I think a lot of people are born a certain way, right? I think we have DNA, and I have, I have a, a fire that I was born with. I, was, I have been this way since I'm a little kid, and that's not even a little bit of a joke, right? Like, how much, how much can I earn? Where could I work? The flip side of that is, you know, it was all labor-intensive because sure. that, that's what my world was surrounded by. So that's what I knew. So I simply said, okay, I guess I just have to work more. So I've always had multiple jobs, as you know, at the same time, um, and I... I do, I do like being secure financially. So a lot of people will always tell you like, oh, don't chase money. And that I'm, I'm going to have to tastefully disagree with that to, to a degree, sure. right? Money's not my God, as you well know. Sure. Um, money's good for the good that money can do, as we've heard Gary Keller say all the time, and yeah. he's right. In the same breath, here's my statement, and I've coined this phrase, so don't even try to use it unless I get credit for it, right? And it's simple. Trademark. Yes, it's trademarked. <laughs> Money isn't everything, but everything is money. Yeah. Like it or not, it's, it's factual, right? Yeah. Oh, let's just go for a drive. Okay, you got a car? You got insurance? 
You got gas in that car, especially right now, right? Yeah. Everything costs money. And so because of that, that's always been that drive. I want to enjoy my life. I want to give. I love to give. Like I looked on the back of your uh, mm-hmm. computer here with the sticker. Like that stuff gets me jacked up. I love that. Yeah. Then so how are you going to do that? You're going to work hard. You're going to earn more so you can give more. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So do you find a lot of people, I think, fall into this category? And I've, I've, I've never heard you unpack it, um, whether, you know, how you fall on this. But like a lot of people who come from a hard work DNA tie more than money in some cases tie hard work to the security if i stop working hard everything goes away Mm. like a fee almost almost a fear but it may not necessarily feel like one do you feel that way oh you're on you're so on every single year the same exact conversation happens in my house where you see the listings start to go down because it's that time of year this morning i had a conversation with uh samantha right samantha's my tc Mm -hmm. and it was we had our listing call and i'm like i'm like yeah it's freaking light and she goes oh no it's that time of year i go no it's not i go and i don't want to hear it i go and that's not me yelling at you that's me yelling at me like absolutely not we got a crank and at home it's always been the same Lori's always like you always get nervous you gotta relax and i can't the second i see that adjust and me slowing down a little bit i can't help but the two translate one to the other probably not if you set things in motion you probably don't have to work that hard and still make a good living but i do correlate the two as one are you ever going to be able to no and i won't all right how's that <laughs> you, no it's, no it's honestly you it's don't like, even have to finish no it's so great honestly i think that's so great because i think so many people are unwilling to admit the that something like that so they're unwilling to admit like i'm going to want to i'm going to be this way forever and it's not it's not a detrimental thing because it's almost like giving everybody in your ecosystem a heads up like i'm gonna i'm gonna be running at something until the day i'm dying yeah again that's my dna right right Lori sometimes can get upset with that and then we have to like break it down a little bit and she's really good at setting boundaries um because i need those too right she's she told me no on businesses sure more than she said yes. And I need that. Uh, it's, a, it's great advice. And, you know, behind every, you know, good man is a great woman. And yep. I'm grateful for her in that fashion. In the same breath, she knows who she married, right? And I am going to work. She says all the time, she goes, you're never going to re- retire. And I said, you are absolutely correct. I, I will never retire. I never want to retire. I don't. I don't have a desire to retire. And this, now, look, in the same vein, I look forward to the time when I can say, let's go to Italy for a month. Sure. With no cares, no worries, right? And when I get back, jump right back in seat and go. Sure. Uh, and I don't care how old I am. I, I, I believe you should never stop. I don't believe retirement should actually be a full-blown thing. I look at my father. He's still with us twice a week. He still does his other stuff here and there that he loves to do. And you know what? The man looks pretty darn good for 72. Can't stop. No, love it's good, it. man. I so it. I want to be that. I don't want to stop. So so in that with, with that in mind, like you've grown through that because I, I feel like a lot of people that take that that mindset that i gotta work i gotta work i gotta work which i know very well yes you do <laughs> there's, there's a lot of people that that have that mindset but they stay stuck right they'll stay in i have to work i have to work i have to work and it was the 40 to 55 an hour or 45 40 to 55 hour a week job that i got to do this over and over and over and over again meant security you've grown granted your real estate career is 
however long it's been. How long have you been? In 18 years. 18 years. Okay. You know, probably you're not going to, you haven't, you haven't stayed the same. You got licensed. Well, you and Bill got licensed. You guys came in together, right? Together. Yep. And you started and you started selling houses and then it grew. Right. And then it grew. And now you have two market centers, eventually a third. You co-own a title company. You've got investments. How have you made Because a lot of people just keep their head down like I'm from from the from the fear and the safety that people that keeps people where they're at. Right. The fear and the safety of like, I'm just going to do this over and over and over again because it's predictable and I know I can do this and I'm just going to work hard and I'm just going to keep working hard and. And there's no end in sight, and we're just going to keep going. You've managed to break through over and over and over again. Um, what's causing you to do that? So I'll I'll reiterate the fact that you can't quench, you can't put out my flame. Mm-hmm. Okay, and some people's you can. If you see burnout coming, put your blinker on. Mm. Just change lanes, right? Because you're gonna burn out in some things i don't ever want to burn out so i'm gonna here i am talking to a car guy right right i'm just gonna change lanes yeah so if if i just put my head down and just grind 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 the whole way through i also have no balance of anything and eventually i'm going to lose zeal and lose happiness so there's got to be a sense of balance inside of there in my opinion change creates that balance change fans the flame so I think that is why, as I've put my head down, built a great business in real estate sales, and then it was, okay, now what? Team, move to team. Great, develop a team. Great, now what? Went to the market centers, et cetera, et cetera, and you start to move on from there. Mm-hmm. So I think the evolution of yourself as a business person and just as a person in general, right? Things that you love, things that you hate, things that you didn't like before that you now learn to love – I just think that you got to just keep pushing yourself. I do. I love to learn. I love to listen every single morning um, if if I work out every morning. So, right, disclaimer, I I do not. But when I work out in the morning, there's always something on uh, a YouTube, something very motivational, a great story that I can hear from. And a lot of times I'll stop and just write those things down. Like, okay, let me go back to that. Let me remember that. So I think you got to feed yourself, right? Good in, good out. So, yeah, so I, I... I hope that answers it, right? Where you say, you know, what what enables you to to keep going? And I think I think that's it. I think change, you know, putting the blinker on, changing lanes, um, evolving, and um, and and bring on change. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love don't that. be afraid too. I think a lot of people are afraid of change. They almost look at it as a negative thing. Um, think about when you hire somebody and you look at their resume, and they've had like sixteen different jobs. Some of that could be good, depending on their age and their length of time there, um, sometimes it's bad because they hop. As an entrepreneur, I think it could be very good as long as you're finding success in them or recognize failure. Right. Right? And that's okay too. Right. Failing is awesome. Right. You learn so much from that. And then that point, don't, don't keep putting your head down and grinding, right? That's insanity. Shift, get, right. move over two lanes in that case. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in, in entrepreneurship, right, you have... You have three, three signals of change in most cases, right? You have, I grew it and I sold it. I failed and I'm moving on. Or I'm, I'm adding to the things that I'm doing. Yeah, right? building. So I, I love the, I, we've both shifted plenty of times. Yes. 
give me a, a time when it was like uh, maybe a, a big shift or or an instance where you had had a change. Maybe it was a maybe it was an L. Maybe it was um, maybe maybe it was any of those three categories. But like like something that's like maybe the most important business decision chapter shift that you've had. So when I was 22, I bought a deli and catering business. And I had that. Why? Because I started washing dishes when I was 12 and at Rum Cellars in Pequannock, which is now a bank. Um, Then I worked at the deli that I ended up buying. When I was 13, I started working there. And I pretty much thought I wanted to go to um, the CIA Culinary Institute of America in New Hyde Park, New York. And I'm like, yeah, I want to be a chef. I love to cook. I'm Italian, right? Learned it as a young kid. Made my first pot of sauce when I was eight years old, right? Like learned it from my grandmother. Sauce, not gravy? Gravy's brown, right? That's that's from mashed potatoes. That's great for another story, too. (laughs) Who wants to brawl on that one? (laughs) I I love to stir the pot. As someone who doesn't have an iota of Italian in me, not, not an ounce, I love stirring that pot. That's my favorite argument. So you just funny. have to have fun with it, though. It's so funny. So truth be told on that, too, and I don't want to go too far off the track, but if you go to Italy, it's the same argument. I don't know if you know that. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. It's the me. same exact argument. Different regions, different belief systems. That doesn't surprise me Yeah, at all. they probably wrestle over it. Yeah. But so, man, I'm way off track. Where anyway, going? made your first first pot of sauce. Uh, so, you thought so you were going to culinary. Yeah. yeah, like washing dishes, loved it, learned a ton of lessons at rum cellars, right? So why did I buy a deli? Because that, that's what I was doing, and I said, this is what I want to do. So at 22, um, with plenty of other things prior to that, too, I could easily get into that sure. about shifting gears. Sure. So I buy that deli, and I have that until I'm 30. During that time, I recognized I, I'm done. I hit the lid here, and I knew it. I'm like, I, I, I am absolutely... I'm dying. I'm working so much. Um, I uh, went and got a job working 3 to 11 at night at Hackstack Hospital in the security department while I owned that deli because I was tired of paying $20,000 a year for health coverage, right? Oh. Lori's always been at home with the kids. So yep. I'm like, okay, I got to provide for that. Um, I had a construction company, an LLC, Ron Iosa LLC. I was doing like basement remodeling mostly, hanging sheetrock doors, trim, things like that. Anything, anything to just make all those ends meet. So one, one day there was an opportunity to potentially open up uh, or take over another deli that had failed. And it was only about a few miles down the road. It was in Ringwood. I didn't tell Lori. <laughs> I didn't because I knew she would say no and I knew she would want to kill me. And, and in my youth, I just said, look, I, I have to do this, right? She's not going to understand, but I have to do it. Um, I went in there. I, I had the place painted and I was ready to roll into it. And something, something stopped it. And I have, I have no idea what, and I am so grateful for that. Um, that being said, I did recognize that it was either expand, have multiple locations, or get out of here. And the trigger was I came home one day, and Lori says, I have to tell you something. I said, what's up? And she says, I was, uh, I was putting the kids to bed tonight. At the time, we only had the two, Ronnie and Callie. And she goes, I was, I was uh, with Ronnie. And she goes, oh, daddy's going to be home early tonight. He's going to tuck you in. And Ronnie says, well, daddy doesn't live here. Yeah. And my wife just looked at him and she goes, wait, what? He goes, yeah, daddy doesn't live here. He just sleeps here. And he was right. I mean, the kid was was spot on. She told me that story. I, the next day, his name was Carl Jinta. I called Carl. <laughs> I forget what company he worked for. And I said, said, come and list my store. I have to sell the store right away. Wow. And I put the store on the market. Took, took a good year and a half to, to unload that. 
hard and move on yeah it's a tough asset to sell yeah it was it was hard that's tough and and i had a, a gentleman come in one day nearing the end and he said well what are you gonna do i said i don't know and i don't care it, it doesn't matter what i do i knew i hmm. if you told me i had to go shovel shovel manure that's great i'll be the best manure shoveler and you're gonna have to promote me and i'm gonna make it right and we'll be okay so i told him like i don't know i don't care he goes why don't you come work for me so what do you do he goes we write mortgages i said all right sounds good <laughs> I had a mortgage. I don't even know how I got it. I knew nothing about mortgages. Yeah. You know, that was it. And that was the segue into this stuff. That's wild. Yeah, man. That's so cool. Yeah. And I, I loved, loved it. I loved it. I was so, I was so happy for that change, man. I never, it's, it's so funny. I hope, I hope that that, I never would have understood that, understood that until I had kids. I right. never would have understood that. And I think, I, I think I mentioned this, like this was 20, it must've been 2019. Like, as this office was really getting a foothold and I'd look at the guys, I'd look at like you got you, you and Bill and Eric and Sean and, um, and the, the mothers who, who work and have big businesses here too. And I'm just like, I saw like a different time priority and like efficiency. And I like, I, th I think I said it out loud at one point. I was like, I, I, I like, I hope when I get to that point, like I hope I can be as efficient as you guys. Cause I could just, work 16 hours a day meg and i could do it together i mean imagine having two agents that are working 32 hours in one day for no. you <laughs> you can't touch us but but there was a time efficiency and it's like now hearing that i mean hearing hearing your son uh, he does dad doesn't live here he just sleeps here i'm like i got the hair like that's like the biggest that's like the biggest weight of parenthood yeah i feel like it makes us better i feel like it makes us better business people in a way, because you you have to think about you have to think you have to make completely unselfish decisions that may hurt you. Selling the deli could have financially hurt your family's future. Oh yeah, like you probably in the back of your head knew that there's no way because you can control how hard you work and you can control that you're going to do something, but. Mm -hmm. But it's ultimately a decision that could negatively impact your family, even though you're positively impacting impacting it from a time perspective, right? Correct. That's so that's so heavy, man. I yeah. love that. And the value of your time is invaluable. Yeah. Right. It's something that you just can't ever it's get spent. back. It's spent. Yes. It's yep. spent. Yep. All you in advance. Make, you can't make more of it. It no. is spent. <laughs> so true, dude. It's it crazy. is so true. All right. So, um, Lori said no to you more times than yes, um, and I. I I don't know Lori super well, but I know I know her enough to know what she's about. And I think it's funny because for me and Megan, we have a really different relationship, I think, than a lot of people because we're Meg could never stay home. Um, and she doesn't in a lot of ways align with a lot of her friends at her age. I think she aligns with women that are 45 and 50 a little bit more emotionally than than women our age but Lori's way more involved than and i'm not saying this i'm pr massive asterisk i'm not saying this to disparage <laughs> women or women that don't work i love all of them dearly but Lori, for a for basically her entire professional life has been staying home yeah but she's not i've never known her in that capacity she's insanely involved in everything and you use her she's your board of advisors essentially mm -hmm. from the way you're describing it 
Um, and I'll, I'll also asterisk for you without having, without you saying anything disparaging to stay at home women. Cause you're usually exactly the opposite. You're very, very complimentary to any woman that holds the house down. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But I would controversially say you probably see a difference in Lori versus a lot of other, a lot of other wives. A, a lot of other stay-at-home wives? Stay-at-home wives. Oh, my gosh. What What in your relationship, what in your DNA, you, She's she obviously has been a huge part of pushing you to success, helping you craft decisions. And, like, how do you guys keep that together? Like, it's so different because you could come home, and obviously you did that for the the Ringwood Deli opportunity, and, and then it stopped. No Maybe unsurprisingly that you didn't see counsel with your wife, but I, I was uh, so young too. I I, sure. I probably was twenty five, twenty six, right? Yeah, I was so stupid. Honestly, I could sure. uh, I could sit here and honestly say that I was not wise at all. Yeah. So 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 tell me a little bit about the evolution of that, the role she's played, her evolution of her role. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe that'll that'll sum it up. Greg always wants me to sum up our my questions a little bit more more finitely. Um, <laughs> tell me about the evolution of her and your business together, and the role of her as a business advisor and spouse. So evolution is a great word for it, right? Because it truly evolved. We were we were twenty. I was twenty two. Lori was twenty when we got married. So. Your kids. Yeah. Your kids. Having kids. Lori turned 21 in July. Ronnie was born in October. Crazy. You know what I mean? Like, so we were just so young. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I had, it's crazy to me. I had kids 13 years later than you. Yeah, dude. <laughs> we were all done by then, right? Lori was 30 and she had all her kids. So That's awesome. Oh, it's great. That's it's awesome. phenomenal. And it, it, it certainly comes with its challenges, to be perfectly fair. And that's okay. That's okay. You work through them. I remember... <laughs> I used to work, dude. I used to work 20 hours a day. It was ridiculous. And I remember one night I came home. We were renovating our first house that we bought. And uh, so I would go to work. I My alarm clock used to go off at 3.50 a.m. That's when the alarm clock would go off. I'd get out of bed. I'd head to the deli, work, get to a certain point, change my clothes, go to the house, demo, rip it apart, we, everything. I ran the, my wire with a buddy of mine. I sheetrocked the house, did everything, right? And I would come home so incredibly late. I remember coming home once, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm starving. Lori looked at me. She goes, oh, me too. <laughs> and I never forgot it. We laughed to this day. We laugh about it so much. I opened up the fridge. There was like a bale of hay in there, man. <laughs> I swear. It was hilarious. So you talk about evolution. Lori didn't know how to write a check. You could forget about balancing a checkbook, writing a bill. Like, Lori never did those things. Yeah. So evolution was over time she's like okay i work my butt off at home with these kids and at the same time my husband's out of the house for 15 16 hours right so i need to make sure that i do something um, to come alongside him hmm. with him so we become one so when she realized that we were truly one and my position was not higher nor lower than her position. We were equal. We were together. That's when things really started to come together. That's when she was able to start taking the bills off of me. So at one in the morning, I didn't have to be doing bills and paying things. And mm. inevitably, they would end up being late. I destroyed my credit at a young age and all that jazz. So, Oh, you too? <laughs> exactly, right? Get in line. So 
so during that time, Lori took over and she did what she did. Um, she grew as a person. And when we, when we got, the, let me say too, like that first house that we renovated, she did everything. She did all that decorating and she made it a home and she was incredible at it. Always, always incredible. Now she started saying, okay, now I'm going to be, now I'm going to cook as well. So I'm going to handle the bills and I'm going to, I'm going to take care of the kids and I'm going to cook the meals and, and the laundry you're never going to see a pile of laundry. Never. You will never see a pile of laundry to this day in our house. So Lori approached home as a job. Yeah. And she embraced it. So this is why I elevate women all the time who say that they're a stay-at-home mom. Don't you dare try to think that you could put that down. Go ahead. You do it. Go ahead. Switch roles. But the difference is, and I, I can I can comfortably say this because Meg and I, t- it's like one of the things that I think has made it hard for her to connect with her friends. She has very few friends at work, actually. Um, Lori owns that job. There are so many, and it's it's not like this is an exclusively female situation. I think many men, well said, many men show up to work because we're supposed to be the grunt mule that pulls the plow and brings home food for their family. We're just a hunter and we're dragging <laughs> the deer home or whatever. Like. I think there's a lot of people that put zero thought into why they're doing what they're doing or what they're doing. And for us, well, uh, your deli career, you could probably write off maybe to that or whatever. But I think for us as entrepreneurs, the idea of, hey, we're doing something we like. There's there's a vocational call to it. Um, we're helping people and we're able to be very profitable because of it. And there's more opportunities and we're opening. I think we're generally in tune to that a little bit more. And the mother has a hard time aligning with that for, yeah. for not if to no fault of their own has a hard time aligning with that. Um, Lori's going to have to come on this with Meg at some point to, that would so, be awesome. to, to unpack that. But like she owned that role. Right. And what a difference that makes to, collective vision right all right so what so what happens now so she owns that i've been in your house last house i've been i, yeah. I think you did invite me one time but. i was gonna say have you been to this one yet <laughs> i have not time for coffee i have not i know let's go uh, i drive by it regularly every time i go visit grandma i'm driving driving down exactly there. man this one this one's just like the other one right which is even more mind-blowing to me because we have a lot of people now that live in there, right? Yeah. So it's a mother, daughter, mom, and dad. Ronnie's you married. Th- you have three generations in there. Yeah, I was shooting for four, but wasn't <laughs> happening. I was asking him, oh, asking him, but yeah, and dude, I mean, so I, like you, you, you could, you could honestly drop your steak and just pick it up and eat it. Yeah, because the floor is spotless clean. Yeah. The laundry room is spotless clean, dude. My wife wakes up every single day, and her routine is insane. She t- sometimes makes the bed while I'm in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's like, dude, get out. I got chores to do. Like, she crushes it. That's awesome. Right? The Swiffer every single morning. The vacuum over the carpets every single day. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop because, like you said, she owned it. I think in her doing that as well, I feel like that drove me. Yeah. Right? To say, like, okay, dude, you're crushing it. I got got to crush it too. Right? So, 
And one thing that I don't think any of us are really awesome at, this this is me talking to me, is making sure that in the quiet places we applaud them, mm. right? That's where I think I probably fail more than anything else. I could talk about Lori in front of this microphone all the time. I think I need to make sure that in the quiet places you applaud them. The little simple thank yous, you mm -hmm. know, whatever it is that you do. So that's probably a little call to action for all of us guys there, yeah. you know? But it's, um, it's interesting because I feel like like my like my thought on it initially with how she she owned the role she could and she could today actually she could she could make a shift and say i don't want to do this at all anymore yeah. um um i've reached my ceiling i've reached my ceiling i'm really passionate about x i want to i want to grow enough so we hire a house manager and i'm going to run after this thing i'm passionate about yep yeah, there's if only she one, wanted to. Yeah, and then there's only one major problem with that. She'll hire a house manager, and as soon as they leave, she'll clean. <laughs> do yeah. you f do you find you're that way with with business? Is that a struggle for you too with business? Uh, um, no, no, it's not. Like look at look at look at t uh, Matt. Yeah. Right. I don't ever ask Matt. Yeah. What? Well, what, how did you do this? N never. True. Never. He's just you know that you have somebody that's good, right? I mean, honestly, this entire staff here. There's, I don't have those questions. Yeah. I know I know, and I trust that they're all doing the things that they're supposed to be doing. And most of the time, they're doing them better than I can do them. So how did that, how did that grow? Because people, so I'll, we'll, we'll shift a little bit here too. Yep. You can't run a business and not have to grow in how you handle people. Mm. People's everything, yeah. right? Um, how has that shifted from young entrepreneurship, deli ownership, moving into the space, growing a team, you and Bill start, you're on your own, then you bring an admin, then whatever, then you blow up to whatever, yep. um, and then you open a market center, and then you have personnel of multiple businesses and, and all that. How, how have you grown in, in managing people through that time? So um, I guess being such a people person, as you know that I am, right? Sure. I love people. Um, loving people... I think has enabled me to lead well in, in almost every single role. And I can go right back to the deli. And I remember the deli days. You ask all those kids, Bill being one of them, that worked for me. I don't care what you do. Get your job done. Get your job done. Let's have a blast. Mm -hmm. I want you to have as much fun as possible. I don't need to follow up on you. Because if I do, I'm going to tell you about it. You're going to learn. And then you're going to make a change. And if you don't make a change, I'll make the change. Right? And I still love you, right? But this job ain't for you. It's okay. Yeah. No problem. I'm not upset about it. That's you a hard be upset. one for people to do. Yeah, it's hard and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It should be freeing, right? Like, let me let me talk like down and dirty, right? Layman's yep. terms, right? You come down, somebody doesn't do their job, doesn't work out. You say, hey, listen, you got to make sure you do this. Okay, okay, okay. They don't do their job. Uh, you, you love them. You got a great relationship. You know, strike two, get the strike three, whatever it is. Plain and simple. Hey, dude, you suck at this. And then yeah. laugh. And then laugh. You suck at this. That's okay, right? You belong in another lane. Yep. Let's, can I help you get in that lane? Because I want to see you crush it. Yeah. This ain't it. No big deal. Let's roll, right? What are we doing later? You, you want to go to the game? Like, there's no reason to hate after that sure. at all. So I think just understanding that and letting people be free in their space and in their role, I think that's huge. <laughs> Dude, there were days at the deli, I would open up the front door. Dude, I had to check up, up top because to, whoever closed that night might string up the bucket of water to hit me in the morning, 
<laughs> right? They would saran wrap the toilet. So if I went to the bathroom in the morning, you oh, know what would great, happen. That's a great one. Egg wars. Like I would get I would get an egg smashed on my head in the back. Yeah. I'm the boss, right? But they knew they could do that. And we had so much fun. But when it was go time, they crushed it. Yeah. So. And it's more privilege. You get to you get to be you get to pick on the boss if you're crushing it. Yes. Yes. Oh, we had so much fun. You get to pick on the boss if you're crushing so it. So look at today, right? Um, I had a conversation the other day about people with COVID and who's not coming in and whatnot. Certain roles you need to be in. You mm-hmm. need you you need that face to face interaction. It must be culturally, energy, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Other roles, you don't need that. All right. So um, I have Samantha and Carol who have not come back in and i personally as of today in this moment i have no intention of ever asking them to come back in Mm. they are so incredible at home it's unbelievable why would i change that samantha sometimes i'll call her and i'm like hey you know are you in front of a computer she's like oh no she goes i just took a quick walk around the block sometimes she'll be like i'm sorry i go number one don't ever say that again ever don't ever say i'm sorry again just do me a favor give me a shot when you get back yeah. All good. She calls me when she gets back. Done. In the same breath, if I send something out, it's 630. She's responding. And I'm saying, could you stop? That's the expectation, though. Yeah, and I'm not, and I won't take advantage of that. Right. But you get that in return because you give. Right. So I think with that whole idea, leading people and how you lead multiple people well, I think you need to let, give, people, uh, give people rope, mm. right? Let, let them grow by giving them more and more and more. Yeah. Well, this might be this might be a tough one to unpack, and you don't you don't have to name names. Um, is there any like? Because uh, I've got plenty of them. Do you ever mess up in in that area? Mess up with people, and you're like, man, I wish I I miss I misjudged this talent, or I miss. I've got quite a few of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's one in particular that. Um, in leadership, we didn't see eye to eye with this one particular person. Um, she was a freight train. Mm. She was a freight train. Couldn't stop her. Mm. Head down. That's tough. And she was amazing. It is tough. It's not normal, right? It's not. Um, if there was ever an opportunity for her to come back into the space, mm. I would beg for it. She mm. was just fantastic. And then there's then there's the other ones, right? You make mistakes. You make a hire. And oh. Yeah, and then it's like get, getting out of a hire is much more difficult. You can't just let people go today, Yeah, right? You just, you're on the hook for so much. You have to worry about lawsuits and this, that, and the other thing. So um, you need to figure out that it was, it was done right. You know, the old adage, you know, slow to hire, quick to fire. The quick to fire has gotten very difficult. Um, sometimes you still need to be quick about it. Lick your wounds and move on. Mm-hmm. But before you make the hire, slow down. Yeah. Slow down. Yeah. So yeah, quick to fire has been a, I've, I've had quite a few of those, not quite a few of those, but I've had a couple of those recently that are like, I hated giving up on a talent so early, but it was like, I know it's not working. You gotta, you gotta move on. Yeah. You just have to move on. You do, man. And honestly, sometimes they need you to say that. Yep. Right. Cause no one wants to quit. Then they feel like a quitter and they feel like a failure. And just because you're not good at something doesn't make you a failure at all. Or somebody who's just not good for your organization. Or yeah, correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That and those are a little bit more right difficult to get rid of. That's like, a complicated one. Oh, it's very hard, man. Very hard today's yeah, day and age. That's a complicated one. Yeah, man. For sure. Yeah. So I love to give. And in loving to give, you know, give and help, give, help, serve, right? All that mm-hmm. stuff, those adages together. So 
that's another one of those fuel on the fire for me. Because when we give, people say, we don't have to give money, you give up your time. But your time is your money. So whether or not you're just going to write a check or you're going to show up, if you show up, you're not doing something else for your organization. You're not earning money. It's costing you money, right? right. So I have this, I have this desire, um, and it's a, it's, it's a Keller Williams thing, right? So earn, keep, save, give. And that at the end of that is a million. Mm-hmm. And it would make me, I'd be floating on a cloud to know that I could give a million. And some people would be like, oh, it's a publicity thing. They're showing this. Shut up. No, <laughs> no, right? No, it's not about that. It's literally about encouraging others to see what you're doing so that they can in turn follow suit. Yeah. How cool when you and me watch something like that, get jacked up, goosebumps, what do we want to do? We want to follow up and do the same exact thing. Yep. So honestly, that's like a big part of my drive because I know that the more that I can go, the more that I can earn, the more that I can give. And I get off on that. And I it's a, and it's a benchmark. It. It's a it's a it's a metered benchmark. Yeah. Because you'll want to give 2 million. Exactly. You'll want to give 5 million. But a million's a Love metered that. it's a metric benchmark. Yep. It really is. It's, it's like, hey, I, if I could do cuz if you can get to 1, you can get to 2. Just like in business, right? If I could sell a million, I could sell two million. Yep. And so forth and so on. Yep. Yeah, man. And then the key to that is we're not running around pounding chests. Oh, heck no. We're running around patting backs. Right. Right? It ain't about me. It's about the one that you served. So that's like a, just a massive yeah, I love that. kerosene on a flame, man. I love that. Yes, sir. What, so, so you got a lot of stuff burning right now. Um, what are... I'll ask, you, I'll ask you two questions in line. Okay. One is, what is... We got a glimpse of what's next. What's next that we haven't talked about that you can talk about? I, l- I love that. And what, with what you have going on, let's say your real estate team. We, I, we, I didn't even say anything about your real estate team, no. which is really funny. I know. Um, <laughs> we have your, what with your real estate team, your market centers, your, your other ventures, um, what's a ceiling that you haven't broken through yet that you would love to break through? Mm. So question one is, what's next that you can talk about? Within, And if you can't, then that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and what's a ceiling with what you currently have that you haven't smashed through yet? That's awesome. Uh, so I'll go backwards on that. Goals for the market center is 500 agents in Wayne, um, million dollars in profit share back to the agents. Um, I'll say 200. I could potentially go 250 in Sparta, but I would say 200 in Sparta. There's just, you know, there's a smaller pool that's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the business center that you know about, uh, mm-hmm. I just can't speak location, but that business center, um, to see that grow into market center level, mm. um, team to see my team, um, get past 200 million in sales. I would love that for them. Um, and I'd love that for them with me out. Mm. So I'd love to be able to funnel as much business and leads to them while I'm outgrowing the rest of the business. And that's not coming from my production. So that's a massive, massive ceiling for me there. Um, and then um, for it back to finances, when you talk about like, mm-hmm. like the ceiling and the lid, um, you know, you say, if I, if I only get to X, then I'll be okay. Um, I don't look at that. So I always say, you know, if I can get to X, sweet. And then, 
and always followed up with and then. Yeah. So it's there's not a figure there. It's just a, can I get there so I can move the goalpost? So one of those big ones, I hit it right in 2021. I'm mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> awesome. All right, next one. How do we do that? And that's where this growth starts to come in. Um, to talk about, you know, what the next thing would be. Um, man, I've been working on something for years, for years. Um, and it's so difficult to get rolling, to get off the ground, to get pushed into the spaces that it needs to be. Um, but it's such a large foundational build. No one knows about it. Hmm. No one. Um, and I think it's, I think it'll probably end up being the biggest thing that I ever do. Um, because that foundational build is so big and I'm, and I'm careful with it. Right. I'm, I, I, there's no release of anything. There's no testing of anything yet. I am literally pouring the fattest, deepest, strongest foundation that I can so that when it's time, it's unshakable. It's a good, good house analogy. It is, right? I, I know. That. I can't wait to find out what that is. Yes, sir. That's you, awesome. Trust me, you will. All right. No doubt. Awesome. <laughs> In wrapping up, you obviously have uh, you know, certain goals with the market center team and stuff like that um i i can't let i can't let it go the team production and like trying to step away i think you're i think that's going to be the hardest thing imaginable for you it is how do you delineate i said i was going to try to land the plane but i don't know that i'm going to be able to (laughs) for somebody that is security is work essentially Mm. to a degree i know you're gonna you're always gonna be working on something so it's like do you just have to replace it with other things like how do you do you have a plan for like letting letting it go plan and i don't mean a business plan because i know you do do you have a plan for yourself for letting that work go um you mean like at the quote-unquote retirement age you mean no that? no like like getting out of sales production it's a thing that every every yeah. everybody in real estate talks about it's like yeah getting out of production but so many people get to that get to that threshold and they're like there's a security in you showing up and prospecting every day. Yep. I think when you look at some of the biggest, when you look at some of the biggest real estate names, they live in two camps of people. And I think you and I are each in one of those two camps. Mm-hmm. You have the um, Jeff Glover, Sarah Reynolds, um, who are like brilliant workaholic, like, I know this really well and we're going to we're going to pound this in and Jeff's got a massive business in Michigan and Sarah's in however many states now and she's yep. got a massive business. She like barely just got away from monitoring her inside sales team. <laughs> like I don't even know if she's probably still she's probably still like jumping in like oh yeah correcting scripts of her <laughs> billion dollar business. Like I just imagine that's that's like the type of person she is. I that's my perception. You're just going to be like, you know how to prospect. You know how to get business. You know how to connect with people. Um, I feel like that's going to be a hard thing. The other camp is the, the th- Tim Hiles of the world. The, I knew I had to get out of production in order to grow my business. Like That, that reson- resonates to me. I'm much better of an entrepreneur than I am, a, a, than I am a, a working in my business. Mm. I, I don't think mm. I'm – I think I have a – very short runway of working in my business before I burn. Um, so I just have to, I have to go out. I think you do it from like, Oh, we're going to do more. We're throwing more things in and it's cool. It's like two different, two different recipes for the same end result. But you know, 
do you have a plan for yourself for doing that? Yeah, because we kind of executed it with Bill this past year. Bill kind of had his toe in it for literally a few transactions. Mm. Um, so the goal was to have Bill exit and work on the team and the, and the business centers and the market centers and all that stuff. And then I stay in it for a year. And then the following year, we attempt to do the same thing. Look, the truth is the market is shifting. You're not going to see as many sales in 2023 that you saw in 21 in the first half of 22. So my plan might be thwarted just a little bit. Sure. It might, it might get thrown just a little bit further back. Um, it doesn't need to be, it may be, and that'll be done by choice where we look at it and say, Hey, how much of a hit in income are we willing to take given what's going on? Or do you completely turn it on its head and say, screw that, I'm out. I'm not going to be in production. And all of that time is going to be on um, outside lead gen source and team recruiting. So you can do that and replace it. You're just doing it in a different fashion. I also see lead generation evolve, popular word for us today, evolve with my business evolution. What do I mean by that? I don't need to pound phones. I don't need to call expireds and fizzbos and all that. I don't need to pay for tons of online lead sources. As your business grows, your circle should grow and change. And if you're intentional about tapping into those circles, there's lead generation inside of all of that. You're viewed a different way, right? Dude, when you first got in this business, you were viewed a certain way. Today, you are viewed differently. Sure. More opportunities are going to show up for you. Sure. So that's where I can see that plan is okay. There might be a little bit of a halt on that, on the exact execution. However, in the very near future, that's coming, and I'm just going to invert it and pour that time into alternate lead gen for the team and team recruiting, building with really good agents. Interesting. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes, sir. I love that. I love the... Um, the analogy too for like the lead gen replacement time because there's a lot of things you can do that have that you're in the same gear you're just going from all right i'm lead generating my sphere intentionally to and or i'm lead generating however you know fizzbos expireds whatever Mm -hmm. um a lot of expireds this time it's, you're going to see a lot come on right now it's beautiful i'm again i look at your computer right cars for a cause Mm-hmm. That's lead gen. Oh yeah, that's lead gen. You have all these people oh, yeah. coming to you, right? And the, well, hey, who set this up? And who's this Kirk guy? And blah 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 blah. And conversation, conversation, conversation. They all going to know who you are. I would much rather do that for lead generation than all call, day. Than circle prospects, right, dude? <laughs> Come on, yeah, man. People that, that don't want to talk to me, as opposed to hey, we loved coming out to your car event and a good cause. And then you're hanging out all day. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? It's natural. I remember at family reunion last year in Orlando, they talked about um, people doing four massive events all year long. That was their lead gen. Yep. Nothing else. Yep. I mean, how cool would that be? Yeah. Right? People are afraid to do we that. We put too many on the calendar this year. We, we almost we almost blew it up, so we got to ease into it. But okay. Slow yeah. it down a little bit. Yeah. we're, uh, we're uh, That's hard. I don't like slowing down. <laughs> I know Every, you don't, so man. Ever, anytime anybody's ever told me to like stop, it's like, I don't want to do that. I want to run. Yes. Right? Yeah. Oh, my God. So funny. In the beginning of this, you said this was going to be like a Rogan type thing. You just yeah. sounded exactly like Joe Rogan when you said you wanted to run. <laughs> a little side bit there. That's funny. I don't <laughs> listen to a lot of Rogan, actually. Yeah. But, it's good. Yeah, but I, but I like I like I like unfiltered 
conversation. I just think it's valuable. Oh, 100%, man. It's nice. So. 100%. Cool. Um, unpacked so much. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, I don't I don't have a way to punctuate it. I think there's so much there's so much stuff that that we can unpack from today. Um, I will probably have to wrap this up talking about it after the podcast, so I can actually put a real summation on it. Um, anything we didn't get to talk, anything else we didn't get to talk about that um, you want to bring up, anything you're doing that you want to promote, anything upcoming that that needs attention. I don't think there's anything in the like immediate future. Uh, as far as promotion, I would say the last thing that I would touch on for everybody, for everybody listening, me and you share the same faith. Um, I think everybody needs that, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be mine, right? You, you've heard me say that a million times. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna shove mine down your throat. Don't shove yours down my throat. Let's let's go out and have coffee and talk about them both. Sure. Um, but I will say, man, that that if if you could recognize the need for someone greater than you, mm-hmm. I feel like that's what causes guys like you and me to soar, um, recognizing that, and then living inside of those truths. Um, I just think that's so awesome. And then that, to put a bow on it with Lori, that's what makes my relationship with my wife inside of the business and her taking charge so much because that that is the core and that's our foundation and that's the center. And I, I look at her, everyone talks about, right, the whole Proverbs 31 wife, right? That's Lori, that, that's, that's Lori. Now, there's not like a Proverbs 32 husband um, there probably should be. So, if, well, the, most of the Bible is basically dogging weak men. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it's <laughs> read it, and then you'll understand what not to do. Yeah. You know, but at least the woman had like, like, or the guys had like this one. Here it is. Here's a chapter. This is what you're going after. I guess the rest of it is about ladies. Here's what not to go after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we can, yeah, we can corrupt men and and a blueprint on how to how to live on the opposite side of it totally bro that's yeah awesome man. but yeah man i would say that that's that would be my exclamation point on the whole thing that's super so cool. thanks for having me bro. yeah this is awesome man. Man. appreciate it thanks All for right, coming bro. on